Remember the olden days? Way back in March of 2020, when we'd just begun to hear about this novel coronavirus. This virus that might change daily life for millions of people around the world. Welcome to The Late Show. I'm your host, Stephen Colbert. Is everybody... Thank you. You sound good. You people sound good. Is everybody okay tonight? I'm glad to hear that because it's no, this coronavirus, John, it's making people anxious. You know, people are really nervous. But I think at a time like this, we all need to laugh and be together from a distance of about, I'd say, 20 feet or something like that. Uh Yeah, yeah. By the way, speaking of which, a quick programming note, if you haven't heard already, starting on Monday, and this is true, out of an abundance of caution, The Late Show, as well as all the other late-night shows in New York City, will go without audiences for... (laughs) See, you won't be able to do that on Monday. That's what I'm going to miss on Monday. We're going to do this for the foreseeable future, okay? So, you people, this audience tonight, you're one of the last audiences that I will have for the foreseeable future. You are all collector's items. If you can believe it, it's only been five months since Stephen Colbert said those words on the air. A lot has changed since then, including my health. Welcome back to Why Are We Shouting? with me. Jill Salzman, here to help entrepreneurs get down to business. I want to talk to you about small business blunders, ways that entrepreneurs shine, and valuable lessons about growing your biz. This week, I want to talk to you about how it took a whole pandemic for me to revisit what community really means. In March of 2020, I got the coronavirus. It was a month of painful lungs, endless coughing, and exhaustion that I haven't experienced since the first trimester of my first pregnancy. It's been three months since I was declared free of the virus and proved antibody positive. I waited several weeks after my recovery, and I started running again. I love running. It clears my mind. It helps bring clarity to me in a way that no other activity can. Mind you, when I say that I run... I mean that I clumsily hop until I start sweating, and then we call it a workout. Wow, wow, is very nice. Since I resumed the sweat sessions, I've been unable to do it the same way. I've had to breathe twice as fast as I normally do just to catch my breath. The day after I go for a run, the mere act of breathing continues to cause slight pain and soreness deep in my chest. I'm not talking about just a few runs since my official recovery. I'm in my seventh week of running, several times a week, and there hasn't been much improvement. When I read articles about lung scarring and other long-term side effects that COVID survivors experience, I can't help but wonder, am I doomed for life? Three weeks into my post-COVID runs, something very surprising happened. I started to yearn for a community. I've been Googling running after COVID and Hard to breathe after virus. Just to find some semblance of sanity. I needed people to tell me that I'm not going crazy. Obviously I'm not. My doctor knows I had the virus. My family knows I had the virus. They could support the fact. But none of them could understand the feeling. I haven't felt this alone in a very long time. 
No one around me got the virus as badly as I did, and I haven't talked to anyone who's worked out since they began their recovery either. Recently, I found several articles online with comments about how people are struggling just like me. It's made a world of difference. I don't feel like something's very wrong with me anymore. I have companions, whether they know it or not, who are recovering alongside me. It's been such a relief that I'm stunned at the level of silent suffering I was doing for so long. Stunned because I know how valuable community is. I've built one for 10 whole years. The value of a community knows no bounds. But having focused on building better businesses with mom entrepreneurs through my organization, The Founding Moms, it didn't occur to me until now that the need for community can fall well outside the comfortable boundaries I'd set up for myself years ago. No one liked to do anything alone. While I knew that already, the definition of alone has changed for me. I wasn't alone in my awareness of having this novel virus. But having to go through this new sequence of events all by myself? I've relearned the value of community. Its boundaries truly don't exist. I published those words on Medium in July. Those words didn't include everything that I'd gone through, the things that contributed to my yearning for a community. When I went to get tested for antibodies, for example, I showed up to a tent in a scene that looked really reminiscent of that scene in E.T. Remember the one where the alien gets really sick and so does the little boy? It was haunting to be there, having people in hazmat suits stick needles in you to find out if you have this killer virus. There was a lot of quick banter and efficiency at the place, but there was zero comfort. When I was at my worst, thankfully we can laugh about it now, I spent my time ordering bottles of oxygen from Amazon.com in case hospitals ran out. I made sure that my family knew where all the printouts of my will were located. That's how worried I was. I'm not usually one to complain about aches and pains. I rarely ever go to the doctor, nor am I someone who has a history of asthma. But I can tell you it's a very, very scary feeling when breathing becomes a challenge. Did you know that your lungs are located closer to your lower back than to your chest? I didn't. And I'm not thrilled that I know about that now. But when I breathe, I can feel my right lung every time. Since I wrote that piece, two things have happened. First, a community came out of the digital woodwork when I published it. I didn't realize it was a call to action, a way to gather not only sympathy, but basic awareness that those of us who are struggling with recovery still need support. Second... I didn't realize that putting myself out there like that would help me get physically better. Let me be clear. I'm not judging anyone for any way that they choose to recover. This story is mine and mine alone. During the entire period of my sickness and recovery, I took Tylenol, one Z-pack of antibiotics at my sickest, and nothing but vitamin C, D, and zinc since then. I've had several friends get really sick with the virus, and last week, I learned about a new friend who is very ill. She's on, are you ready for this? Doxycycline. She's had a chest x-ray, 
She's been on vitamins, Claritin, Flonase, a steroid inhaler, albuterol, and Singulair. She hasn't gone out at all. She's an introvert who seeks zero connections with folks, and only in a moment of sheer panic did she reach out to me to connect with someone. Which leaves me to wonder. I wrote that piece assuming that I craved community because I wanted to connect and feel better emotionally. But did it help with my symptoms physically? I'm not a doctor, so I'll never know. But I do know that it's helped tremendously in the way of focusing on work, being more present for my kids, and feeling stronger inside of my own body. I look forward to hearing more tales of coronavirus recoveries. The more folks speak up about them, the less alone we can all feel throughout this crazy time, a time that no one could have predicted, not even my hero, Stephen Colbert. Thank you for being here. And it's certainly changed the lives for millions of people around the world. And my tool of the week is the Founding Moms Business Coaching Program. Are you feeling overwhelmed, overworked, and underpaid? Do you need someone to hold you accountable to all those tasks that you have to do every week? Why not work with someone who's built a million-dollar business and knows exactly how to keep you on track? Check out the Founding Moms Business Coaching Program at foundingmoms.com slash businesscoaching. How much do I love you for leaving me reviews? I don't have time to count the ways, but I am so grateful that I want to read to you the latest review left by Summergirl524, titled, One of My Faves. Summergirl says, I look so forward to each new episode. Jill has a wealth of information to share from both personal experience and also experiences shared by fellow female entrepreneurs. I feel like I'm in a conversation with a friend who genuinely cares about my success as a business owner, but also as a woman who is pursuing personal growth. These short, entertaining story snippets are a terrific way to spend a few minutes for yourself. Love it. Summer Girl 524, I love you. Thanks for leaving that one. And if you want to hear me read your review in a future episode, go to ratethispodcast.com slash why are we shouting and leave a review. It helps other listeners discover my ridiculous stories so that they can build better businesses. You don't call, you don't write. Why not do both? Call or text me at 708-872-7878 or go to jillsalzman.com slash podcast to record me a message that I can address in a future episode. Shout out to Amanda, Lindsay, and Aaron for making this podcast with me. And thanks to you for listening. I appreciate it. And I'll see you next week.